Okay, all right. It's looking good. We got sound running, Peach. Got video looking good. Got the wizard stoom. All right, I think I'm ready to go, Peach. You ready to go? Let's do this. Yeah. All right. Okay, here we go. Wait, you know what? Before we go any further, yeah, I've thought about this a bit. Okay. You know, I'm the father of dragons. Yeah, I know this, yes. And, uh, like, you're part of the bloodline, man. That's that's true. We're cousins. Yeah, and you should have your own dragon. Huh? So we've got you something. Oh! Yes. Yes. Yes! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Court Cousins, episode 31 my name is Kyle the Red. I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, my co-host, Jason the Peach. We've got a fantastic show today, ladies and gentlemen. Lots going on in the Orlando Magic Universe. We're going to check in with each other, as always, for the Chuma Are You OKK check-in. Peach is going to, for the first time this year, ladies and gentlemen, get excited. He's going to lead us through what I learned. We'll scour the interwebs in our social media roundup. We'll play a little starter backup bench. It's been a while. I missed you. Then we'll shine some light on something in sunshine and throw down a little bit of shade. And we'll finish it off in our Court Cousins Championship where we talk about where the belt is going mm. and where it may go next. But before we get into any of that hilarity and hijinks, we want to shout out all of our all-stars and second cousins on our Patreon. Thank you to Raphael Perez, Breadhead, Wally Akbar, Al, Bernie Pichet, Matthew, Bell, Dan Wonder, Gloria and Damien, Yachty Connor, and the Polish Wonder. Popcorn, peanuts. Oh, I Get like your that. Hot dogs one. Here. <laughs> Fitting shout out, Peach. Cold beer. Fitting shout out. Considering we had some popcorn when we went and saw Orlando Magic in New York, stick around. That's just a little bit of tease for the vlog coming later in the episode, which I didn't mention at the top. Thanks again, everyone, for joining our Patreon. If you can, we've got some goals right now. We're on our way on the march to 1,000 subscribers, Peach. And if I had a spell, I'd cast it right now, but it's in the people's hands. Mm. They need to just do that magic of pressing that little subscribe button. Yeah, save your spells. Okay. Because you only get three, right? Is that something I, different? That's different. I think that's, that's genies. Yeah, that's genies and wishes and lamps. I'm familiar with yeah. any magic that doesn't have to do with basketball. So. <laughs> but, you know, if I rub my staff, magic things do happen. Anyways, moving <laughs> on. Um, we are giving away every episode 34 magic cards. For the next two months, celebrating our 34th year. We want to give that as a thank you to you. And Peach has curated each stack. Stick, I will. Yes, stick around <laughs> till the end of the episode to figure out how you can win that 34-card set, along with a couple other goodies. It's definitely going to include subscribing, and you're going to have to make some type of comment, which mm. will let you know at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, now but let's get right into it, Peach. I love you, buddy. My cousin, how are you doing today for the Chuma Are You OKK check-in? Well, different today than when I made this graphic before the Hornets game mm. because I thought we were going to record the show before the Hornets game in all in all honesty. But I'm sticking with this vibe. So I'm going to I'm going to go into it with this. I've actually 
kind of borrowed a little bit from our social media roundup here as I've used a tweet from Jonathan. Super fan okay. of Jonathan. You guys have seen him oh, yeah. in Orlando wearing whatever colors are playing that day. He writes, 0-5 or 5-0, and I'm still fucking showing up tomorrow and being rowdy as fuck because this is still our city and our team. Hashtag Magic Together. I've also paired this with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Who wants you to give him a hell yeah? Hell yeah! Feel the same way. And then just to meet the criteria, I put Chumo Kiki missing a three-pointer <laughs> in the corner, <laughs> shooting with one hand. <laughs> but honestly, this was my vibe most of the week, kind of mm. watching the spiral downfall of Magic fans who just got so depressed about what is essentially what we expected for this season, you know, mm-hmm. with our... Over under, people are just going a little too crazy that like, oh, we're starting the season with five losses. And it's like, yeah, you didn't expect us to be three and two after five games, did you? Like, let's keep it a little measured. There's a bunch of you new guys learning how to play together. And we played some tough teams in that that group. And we played against the Celtics really well, the defending Eastern Conference champions. So everybody should just relax, continue to go to the arena and have this Jonathan mindset of being rowdy as F. Because Mm. let's remember relax it's early and as shown by the hornets game which is maybe not a good subset of games to come because of all the injuries that the hornets have um they're not quite a full right, right, yeah. running nba team but Although it's pretty even because we have the same amount of it's injuries a win to get off the schneid <laughs> yeah. and there we go i think if i was making this chumo che- uh, kiki check in this morning we're mm-hmm. actually recording in the morning which is not a good time for me it's no totally off peace will not be as funny around this probably episode. not <laughs> <laughs> But I'll do my best. So how are you feeling for the Okiki Jack? Go KK Yeah, thank Sorry. you, thank you. Uh, I am doing really well, Pish. I know last time I was kind of in the darkness and the clouds, but we mentioned that you know there was going to be some sunshine coming through, and so my Chuma is kind of in a transition period here. Mm. He's moving between fall and winter. You know, up here in the Northeast, we're feeling that the weather is getting crisper and colder outside, and I'm you know personally just kind of. Again, transitioning from kind of feeling a little down to starting to feel really good. Mm. Having the basketball season comes around is definitely something that helps with my mood. Interacting with you all out there and the live streams that we've been doing makes me feel really good. But I've also been getting back into my working out. I've been getting back into my meditation. And those types of things, the mindfulness, the breathing, the journaling, all those things help me to be my best Chuma. And uh, I'm feeling that way moving into wintertime. Important to know that you're breathing. I'm very glad to know that. Hey, man, it don't don't underestimate the breathing. I'm not. It's I'm simple, not. Sounds like but it's life changing, man. You, it's amazing. Yeah, you're, you're no no jokes from Peach today. You're getting serious, Peach. Yep. There's a lot of stats in this episode. Some of them may be from Peach. So I can go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's time for you to shine, Peach. The first one of the year. So drink some coffee. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for what I learned. I'm the teacher here. But this is when Peach takes us to school and tells us some of the tidbits that he noticed in the recent games from our Orlando Magic. What did you learn, Peach? Oh, I'll tell you what I'm learning. I'm excited to be back in the classroom here. I'm excited to be back in full uniform for shows now. It feels good. Right now, it's still warm enough that I'm not completely cold up here with this, mm-hmm. but we'll see how it goes. We'll start it off where we where the season started. Okay. In, De- in Detroit. Yes. A 113-109 loss to the Pistons. Cole was out with illness before the game, which I think was kind of shocking to all of us. It yep. must have been something serious to keep Cole Anthony off the court, I would imagine. Uh, early on, I noticed that Beef Stew was shooting threes poorly and was like, why is he doing that? Uh, but that was foreshadowing for later. Uh, <laughs> 
The Motor City, Motor City Baddies took yes. the lead in the dance team competition that I'll talk a little bit about at the end. Uh, the Magic had a great start in this game, 28-17 to 17 after the first quarter. Feeling good, looking good. Everybody's so well. good. And then the Pistons come back in the second quarter where we got outscored 40-27. to 27 Yikes. To be losing at halftime. Mm. I wondered where R.J. Hampton was in this one. It didn't seem like he was making the rotation. and It was kind of like, something's wrong. If Cole's out, don't we need more guards? Why is he not playing? He finally showed up late in the third. Suggs looked better in the third, but he's erratic. And I think yeah. it's it's starting to like make us a little like, whoa, like sometimes yeah. guys are out there doing good things and, and it pays off. And then other times you're like, ah, it's, it's not a high percentage play. And that's why people don't do it a lot. But I think he's kind of got to figure some of that stuff out. I wrote down the term Bogdano bitch because that's what I like to call him. This cat was was wide open for three oh my God, several man. times in the game. Um, he ended up leading them in scoring, I believe, in this one. Um, and just we refused to cover him. And you know what? He's an NBA guy who's known for shooting, so he's going to hit him. Yeah. Um, the refs don't like Jalen Suggs. No, they do not. They don't. And we, we learned that even more in this game. I'm not sure when that can turn for him yeah but right now they view him as a rookie that's playing erratically and they're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt on a lot of calls so definitely not. a lot of times with his quick hands when he's going for the steal if there's any doubt there they just call the foul same thing when he goes for block attempts yeah i i notice him talking to the referees a lot and he seems pretty civil yes so i've got to assume at some point he's over time start to win them over but right now it ain't there. No. So he needs to be a little more careful because he can get into foul trouble in the first quarter very quickly. He does sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the game didn't end the way we thought it would, but we were impressed with Paulo's debut. Um, he played very well. And for missing Cole and having to adjust for that at the last second, you know, this is a game I feel like we will look back at and be like, ah, that's a game we could have won, you know. But there's going to be more of those this year, which is the positive. Um, but we'll get to that at the end. So the next game was at, at Atlanta. Uh, we lost 108 to 98. Uh, it was our first live stream of an actual game. Yes. So during that, I learned where the Philippines were as we had someone <laughs> coming in from the Philippines. Uh, I thought that was fun. Someone else was coming in from an, an, an awkward location as well, right? No, we just had, we had some people from California and the Philippines. I think yeah, that was definitely the zaniest we got. Covering some globe on that one. Uh, one of our, our, our Patreons, Wally, was asking fantastic questions, including who on the team would you most want to smoke with? Yeah. I have to believe that you chose Cole, and I, of course, smoking a bowl with Bull Bull. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Uh, and then who would you send into the house to save your cat? Yeah, Catman Wally. Yeah, so he is now the Catman. <laughs> yeah, Wally, you're the Catman. <laughs> He's Catman Jr., because... You know, oh, yeah. We had a cat. Terry Catman. Terry Catledge. Catledge. We yeah. can't right. usurp him. No. Uh, the Magic led most of the first half and by as many as 13, but a, a bad third quarter. Again. Get ready for that because yeah. that's going to be a theme throughout all of what I learned today. <laughs> and a worse fourth just pissed it away. Cole was back in this game. He had 25 points in his season debut. was mm -hmm. probably one of the bright spots. Again, Paulo playing solid. Again, another 20-point performance. It didn't even really make my notes because he just kind of does it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't look like he's pressing. It doesn't look like he's going overboard. We'll talk about him more later. Next to the Celtics, our home opener, a 126-120 to loss, but they covered the spread if you're into betting. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, the fans were hyped for this one, and that's all I heard a lot about was was how hyped inside the arena it was. Yes. Um, we'll probably talk about this a little bit later. We will. There's not been a home court advantage, so good to see that people are excited there. All of our starters were in double figures. T. Ross with 29, just kind of out of the blue. Doing Love to see it. Not quite game. enough for me, though, Torch. Again, trouble in the third. Um, oh, and you a don't small, say. small lead in the fourth, but... The Celtics put it away because the Celtics have been in a lot of these type of right. games, and they know how to win down the stretch. But mm-hmm. this is a key game for us. I think this is a key loss because okay. this, you know, like I said, we cover the spread. We're in this ball game with the Eastern Conference champions. I think that's a good sign of things to come. Definitely, People get yeah. Too wrapped up in the zero and five start, but right. these are games that are positives, even though it's a loss. And if there's a team that has a blueprint for us to get to an NBA championship, it's the Boston Celtics. We've got big wings like they do, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Franz Wagner, Paulo Bencaro, okay. building around those types of players. Yeah, I think I mean, our we're not too far. Be better than them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Jason Tatum's a damn good player. Jalen Brown's extremely good. Those guys are all stars. So all right. our guys will get there. Jalen Suggs can be Marcus Smart. I mean, we have that path before us. We just need to continue on this this trajectory. I think. Fair. Uh, next up was the Knicks. We lost 115 to 102. The Court Cousins were at the game. Uh, Woo! We both took trains down into the city. That was kind of fun. The Bull Bull train train, as you'll learn about later. Uh, <laughs> I noticed that that uh, Knicks head coach Tom Thibodeau, mm-hmm. Tebow, Thibodeau, Thibodeau, yeah, not Thibodeau. Thibodeau looks like the human Charlie Brown. You know, Charlie Brown's got that weird little squiggle yeah. only in the middle. Yeah. I think if they ever do a live action Peanuts, I think tr- <laughs> Tom Thibodeau needs to be considered for Charlie Brown. Paulo may be him, but Tom Thibodeau needs to contact him because he has some hair loss going on. And I'm just saying, buddy, when it's when it's leaving, just let it go. He could talk to Evan because Evan had those issues, too. They maybe has a, a discount code. Mm. Well, see, Evan just got rid of it all. He just decided I'm not going to cling to this anymore. Though. Yeah. Which is smart. Yeah, yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. More on Pat more on patchy hair coverage later. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're all waiting for it. Uh, so another bad third quarter in this one put us behind the eight ball. I feel like we were in this game, uh, I believe yep. down on just four at halftime. Um, our zone defense sucks. Um, our outside shooting is terrible. Chuma more could not that. hit threes. Um our whole squad seven for thirty-five from three in this game. Just blah. Yeah. If you're looking for the bright spot, this was the bull bull breakout breakout. Nineteen <laughs> points, a career high, and one higher than his father's all-time high. Yeah, that's got to be that's that's an a cool conversation moment. with dad. Yeah, um, he also had five boards oh. and four blocks in this one. Yeah, so he was just kind of all over the court doing fun stuff. The Knicks had too much girth down low mm. mitchell robinson was a problem i'm sure you've saw it in our wrap-ups and stuff like that well you, you will didn't see that go ahead and back and watch those for a little bit more oh that's right from the game um so check the socials for that next up at cleveland 103 to 92 loss just going to lead with the fact that there's an eventually a bad third quarter that was that theme <laughs> that kind of ran through this uh gotta get better at those gotta yeah. I mean, you're coming out of the the break from halftime and it's where you like win we just never get yep. back to where we were in the first and second quarter quickly enough and then that's a problem yep um yeah we started to jump shoot a lot after having some success getting to the basket the, in the second half we started to shoot a lot and it was settled for those shots that weren't falling um, and that's annoying because no one was even lukewarm, 
room temperature or even like Domino's mild wings. <laughs> and, and so then we went back to getting to the basket and started to have a little bit more success, but it was kind of too late at that point. Um, yeah. Six of 24 from three. That's just, not, I'm going to talk about that more. It's later. not going to get it done. Yeah. Um, Paulo had 29 points. We thought it was 30, but then they backed it up to 29. Oh, that was disappointing. Franz dropped in 22. Seti Osman is a bitch. Um, <laughs> he has patchy beard hair that is like, him. Hey, wow. Just, well, you gotta, you gotta. I'm feeling this is a little bit much though, Peach. Well, yeah, but if your beard isn't growing in good, then you just you find a it. style. Do or, a goatee, or, or go with the jawline. It yeah, seemed like his jawline was strong. Okay, but the patchiness of it, it just it looks weird. It's, right, it's got it gives me hobo vibes. It's like you know, <laughs> nobody wants to get their ass. You're on, on TV every hobo. day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Like you might be interviewed. Shape it up a little bit. I mean, I know the team's got a barber somewhere. Oh, yeah. Somebody help this man out. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, Raul Neto is my trash player of the week. Not because he's actual trash, but because that guy hustles like a son of a gun. Yeah. And he's really bothering us bringing the ball up. Mm -hmm. And nobody on our team stepped up to give him that elbow of reality to have him calm down. Yeah. Admiral Schofield wasn't in this game. And without... Without Moritz out there, we don't have our, our German shepherd yeah. to, like, kind of... No enforcer. Like, hey, man. Stop messing with our guys. Yeah. And it showed. It was a problem towards the end of the game. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead. I didn't add it in here, but last night's game made everybody feel good after yeah. five losses, right? A blowout win of the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, this thing was out of control. Yeah. I mean, it was a combination I got bored. of us <laughs> playing well. Yeah. We, I mean, we were doing a live stream. Yep. It was our second live stream. And, I mean, we were just talking about goofy stuff in the second half because right. it got out of control. It felt like a preseason game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, we were giving um, out all types of dating advice. If you want, you can go check that true, back out on the live stream record. I mean, Mo Bamba was in there hitting three-pointers Oh, my and God. He's ended with 19. Was bananas. <laughs> it's just bananas. So it wasn't like a very good, like, representation of what had been going on up to this point. The Hornets were playing poorly. They shoot, mm -hmm. they shot poorly. They don't have a lot of star power on that team right now with, with guys out. So it was a rough go for them. But it was nice for us to get a win at the end of all that. Because yeah, we'll every, take it. Everybody was so sour after those first five. And it's like, you know, every once in a while you're going to get one of these wins. But when you look back at those five games I talked about, we were in all those games. The, mm -hmm. the, the score at the end, the worst one is against the Knicks. We lost by 13. And that score is not indicative of how close it wasn't. the game was. It, it, we were at six, like, in the fourth quarter. Right. And it got a little away a little at the end. So we're in all those games. That's so much better than last year where, like, a lot of times you want to go to bed at the fourth quarter because this just we're down by 20 and it ain't happening. I got a floss. We're in all these games, making people stay up till the end, making these guys fight till the end, and that's something that I can get behind. So that's part of what my what I learned wrap-up right there. That's a freebie. I didn't mm -hmm. have it on the, on the slide, but it's fine. In the Dance Team Championship Series, the Pistons Ooh. started out hot. Okay. But then the Hawks squad brought it in they had swagger man and yes like their outfits they had good team camaraderie the knicks dancers are not good they make that's a small group and they feel super fancy they take like, themselves too serious yeah, peaches and into that and it's not good no. it's not good at all they didn't they weren't even wearing any knicks colors they, yeah in their presentation so it was like are you who are you here for you just, they're the type of people when you approach them at the bar and you're like hey how you doing they're like they look you up and down they're like no yes you know exactly. it's like they have that vibe you don't want that yep <laughs> and uh, and then the the Cavs squad, more on them later, wasn't enough. So right now, if you're keeping track of who the champion is, I know you're going to hate to hear it, but it's the Atlanta Hawks dance squad is currently holding the championship belt for the dance team championship series. Okay. Congratulations, uh, Hawks. 
I learned to enjoy that we're getting closer in these games and that Okiki, Bamba, and RJ are going to struggle to get on the floor going forward. I mean, I know they played well in that win last night because they got a lot more playing time, but it's been pretty clear that those are the guys that are on the outs, and we'll talk about that more later Starter well. back and bench coming at you soon. Uh, I also learned that Magic fans are fickle and overreact on social media. I mean, I think I knew it, but man, these guys just jump off a ledge fast because even, <laughs> even after the win... Now we're like, oh, now we're back and we're right. And everyone's like, spirits are back up today. And I'm glad your spirits are back up. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, you got to stop reacting so much to one game here, one game there, five games here, five games there. You need to look at the overall body of work as a bigger as a bigger portion. There's still 76 games to go, people. So. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Relax. And that's, uh, that's what I learned. You know, I probably learned a lot more than that. But. Sometimes you forget what you learned, <laughs> but that's the basics. That's that's the that's those are the points you need to know for the test. Wow! Thanks, Peach. <laughs> Give him a round of applause to the first one of the season. And put down my fake notes. Awesome. <laughs> so you take a breather. You get 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 a little water there, Peach. And we're gonna take this one now into social media roundup. This is where we scour the interwebs mm. for your interesting, insightful, or just downright funny posts about our beloved Orlando Magic. And man, were there quite a few, but we had to whittle it down to only four because we've got a lot of show for you, ladies and gentlemen. Stick around, all right? So the first one, this is from 407MPH on uh, Instagram here. And they have the very often used, the very popular meme right now mm -hmm. of the Halloween costume. And on the front of it, we have the long-legged gazelle-running bull bull. And this is just a costume for goat. Yep. And, and you know, this has been, as you said, the, the New York game that we were at, that was his coming out party. 19 points, right? Outscores dad. Dad's looking down from, I think dad passed away tragically. But, you know, he's got to be proud of that moment. Um, Bol Bol is just, he's emerging. And we're now seeing all these videos around of people saying that Bol Bol is here and it's a problem. And it might be. Mm. It might be. I mean, I kind of doubted at the beginning of the season. We joked around. You said you were going to set a over-under for our Court Cousins championship belt. And I immediately said I was going to take the under because I just wasn't sure. He looked a little out uncomfortable out there. He didn't really look confident. But boy, has Jamal Mosley and this team's confidence really sunk into him because he looks like a different player out there. For he's sure. playing free. He's taking open shots now. He's not passing up open looks. And and there's some some big stats, Peach, that I want to lay on you and the people out there. Oh, His points per scoring attempts, which is your total points scored per 100 shot attempts, is at 139.5. That's sixth in the NBA, Peach, amongst bigs, forwards and centers. Sixth in the NBA. I know. You guys see that on the back of the sports cards a lot. That stat always comes P up. So. Uh, yeah, PSA. Very huge. Nice. It's huge. He's scoring 90% at the rim, ladies and gentlemen. All right? He's only behind Kevin Durant in the NBA. That's second in the league at scoring at the rim. Yeah, and that's that's a great point because of one of the things I've noticed most about his game is how good he is around the rim, how strong he is with the ball despite having these thin arms. He can take a foul and still finish well at the rim. Just nice yep. soft hands, yet strong at the same time. Yes. Rarely seen in a guy like this. In fact, I think I saw this same exact outfit 
hanging right next to another one uh-huh. where he's wearing a white jersey uh-huh. and it said unicorn on it. Oh, so, <laughs> so are, I mean, are you amending your previous claim? Do you, are you beginning? No, to people make... dress up as things that aren't real all the time. There oh, are no okay. wizards. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, in Orlando, I mean, come on, we got well in Washington. Oh, no, that wasn't the right one. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going for the razzmatazz, but it didn't work. Yeah. I got one more stat for you, Peach, mm-hmm. because Bol Bol isn't just adept uh, with the dribble and having that soft touch. He's also doing big man shit, Peach, which I know you love to see. He's love swatting it. balls left and right. He sent one into the into the fourth row from uh, in the Knicks game. He's third in the league, ladies and gentlemen, total blocks, only behind Brooke Lopez and Mitchell Robinson. And Mitchell Robinson probably got half of them against us. So really, when we're talking about, you know, spreading them out over a season, Bol Bol is tops in the league in terms of how he's scoring and defending as a big. And I'm just so pleasantly surprised. I'm sure many of you are out there. Did you all see this coming? Like, put it in the comments. How are you feeling about this Bowl, bowl that we're seeing, and what role might he play moving forward? I, what are you thinking, Peach? We heard about the bowl, bowl hype, hype, and yeah, you know that's why we invented the bowl, bowl train, train early to announce that we're on it, and that's why we invented the bowl patrol, a group of people who follow bowl, where he comes up, knocks on your window, and tells you about what you did wrong and why your ball's in the third row now, sitting <laughs> next to Chris Rock and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the Knicks game, because I've swatted it out. I mean, I really enjoy the time that he's getting on the court. He's making the most of it, and I think that's all he's ever needed. Yep. I think the people in the in the Denver Nuggets franchise are probably looking at this and going, Whoa. yeah, they have no words probably because yeah. <laughs> they're just like, dang, why, why couldn't we have found a way to make this guy work? And hopefully he continues to prove, and I'm, I know he's going to continue to see minutes because he's doing big things out there. Yeah, certainly is. Certainly is. So uh, maybe this is is no longer necessary, this post, Peach, but I think it's good to maybe revisit it a little bit. Mm. I think you have some words on this next one. This is from Maddie's World, and this is at at Maddie World Peace. So glad to be back, hashtag Magic Together. This is after our 0-4 start, and it's a little meme where someone's looking at an Orlando Magic logo, and they're saying, thank you for changing my life. And the Magic logo is saying, I literally give you seasonal depression. Mm. And that's definitely how I was feeling. I mean, look, I'm not throwing stones, okay? I know I'm a wizard, but I'm not in my ivory tower right now. I'm not casting down stones at you. I was with you. I was one of us, all right? After that 0-4 start, I admit, all right? I just, I didn't know. (sighs) Okay, I'm good. I, I was I was kind of tired and I was a little frustrated and I, I did see Paulo Bencaro and I did see the positive things and I know peace you have your relax but we I did expect more wins even just in that first stretch of four right. if you know if we're expecting the team to get in the you know 30s ish of wins you got to be winning I mean right now our winning percentage is 20 percent that's not 30 wins on a season that's 16 and that is you know I know there's more to come I know I know we're injured but my frustration came because of that, because I've been just repeating myself. I feel like I am stuck in some type of Halloween mirror house where I just keep seeing the same thing over and over. A bad episode of Groundhog Day where we've been injured for two and a half years. And it's like, I know that it should be getting better, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, will it ever? Like, will we ever be healthy? You know, and it's not helping with 
guys going down left and right. Sure. Now we're getting injured more and more. So <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm, you're right. helping me, Peach. You're helping me, telling me to relax, giving me the larger perspective. But I do empathize with fans out there, especially in that 0-4 start, and maybe even still now where it's like, damn, again, again. Mm-hmm. Well, Steph wanted me to point out to you that, okay. like, well – while we agree on the injury thing always being a problem, it is a mm-hmm. problem for a lot of NBA teams. Yeah. And it's just part of life. Um, <clears throat> the thing is, is that if you're saying some of the same narratives you've said for the past five or six years, yeah, you were wrong all those other past years. Aaron Gordon wasn't him. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Vooch wasn't going to take us to the promised land by himself. Evan Fournier right. shouldn't have been a starting guard for us. Like, there was a lot of things you were telling yourself that were incorrect. Mm. So that narrative seems longer I for a lot know. of you because you just were off. Yeah, but Markel was right. injured. I think with that with that team, with Markel and J.I., that would have been a good team. We saw they started, what, that 2018-19 season or 19-20 season? Like... Six and two or something, seven and two. Right, could've, and then and then JI Markel goes down at that point, and we already didn't have JI. But sure. I don't know. I want to push back a little bit. Could've, on that. Could have been the seven or six seed. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're okay. We're talking about trying to get to Touché. a championship. Trying to get to, talking about trying to get to a championship level mm-hmm. instead of hanging mm-hmm. out in the mid card. So I think that we took okay. the right steps to get there. And unfortunately, sometimes when you build stuff up, you got to tear it down first, build that foundation, and it takes a while. Oh. Well, so then, and I actually have seasonal depression, so the yeah. magic don't give it to me. It's, it's just, just been a thing. It's just it's there. A thing I have and overcome, yeah, pretty well. So, like, I'm not going to let a basketball team single-handedly send me to that place. And I suggest to all of you that you find something else to root for or like too to even you out. You got to diversify. But the, yeah. the problem is, Peach, and I don't want some of the people listening to this podcast. They're Tampa Bay and Miami football fans. Yeah, that's tough for them. But you know what? They've also had a lot of success <clears throat> with the Stanley Cup and the Tampa yeah, Bay Lightning. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> yeah, watch some hockey. Rays are usually good. Go watch some puck. There's a lot of other things to to feel positive about. And I'm sure Miami Dolphin fans still think that, like, oh, now that two is back, we're going to go ahead and get back to where we were before. No, you're <laughs> <laughs> Miami Dolphins fans, give peace shit in the comments right now. The go. Bu- the Bucks are going to turn it around, though. This okay. is Okay, I don't though. know. Yeah, I, think I don't know. Giselle's gone, man. Yeah, she's, she's not, not coming the back. Source of their powers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you're feeling down, here's a little <clears throat> chuckle from you. One that Peach got a laugh out of on Instagram. Maybe this has happened to you. It happened to our live stream last night when uh, Sexy Girl 69 came into the chat and started spamming us. Um, you know, some some unknown ladies coming with some offers here. No, um, that, was, that was a dude sending out. <laughs> Yeah, perhaps. Right. Exactly. Well, it's probably the same thing here. And this is from the recovering problem child. This is Bumble Chat. I know you're in for Oh, this is Bumble Chat. This is clearly a Bumble Chat. Yeah, but this is. These two people have matched. Oh, okay. This is Bumble. So I'm I'm a little off on this. Right. All right. So Sarah says, hey. And our protagonist says, hey, what's up? Sarah says, are you big? Pretty big. I played as a center in high school, so I can grab some rebounds. Sarah, I meant D. Oh, yeah. I can guard all five, five positions. Epic. <laughs> Epic. I would love to have that conversation. If that, if that happened on Bumble, I would be like, wow, this is, she is aggressive. So I would hit her with these jokes. And yeah. I wouldn't get it. But then you wouldn't get any ass. No, but then, <laughs> but then I'm sure this next bubble leads to a, uh, here's the link to my OnlyFans because yeah. no girl comes that aggressive out the gate. That's true. That so, is very true. That's a unicorn. So just trolling the troll. <laughs> just trolling the troll. That is yeah. nice. Well done, the recovering problem child, if that was you. I love it. 
I like congratulations. It's good stuff. <laughs> you got to have some fun out there. Either it's tough out there in the dating world. You do it all the swiping, you match with somebody, and you think, yeah. oh, this is good. Yeah, maybe I could see taking her to a wedding. She'd probably be a lot of fun. Or yeah. like, you know, oh, I could see raising kids with her or something like that. And the next thing you know, she's like, do you want to do you want to my feet picks? Yeah. Do you want to talk on this? Or I have special picks I can send you or here's OnlyFans. You're just like, eh, man, <laughs> I I had already imagined our life together. Man, what a buzzkill. I've gotten I've gotten pretty good at like noticing now. Just yeah, by yeah. Profile. You got to. like, nah, you're not real. No. <laughs> yeah. Or you're real, but you're trying to get me to just pay for your things. And I'm huh. not, not here for that. I got to pay for my things. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got to pay for our things when we uh, thankfully were able to pay to go to the most recent. Orlando Magic versus New York Knicks games. We're here in Connecticut, ladies and gentlemen. So anytime the Magic go to either the Knicks or the Nets, we try to make sure we get there. And we did indeed. Um, it was a great time. We, we took a moment as we were entering to meet up with this Magic fan. Yep. And myself and Nadra took a picture of this poster, Paulo is him, which they then about 30 seconds later made Check him throw out yep. as we were entering the arena. Nadra got to bring in her full computer. Yeah, she brought, yeah she brought in a bag with computer. We brought in um, our microphones. We brought in tons of stuff. Make it make sense, MSG. Yeah, please. Why is that not okay? I don't know, but it was the first time I've been to Madison Square Garden since probably the mid-2000s or something like that. It's been yeah. a while since I've been. It was pretty cool in there. Definitely yeah. one of those stadiums that I think is like got a lot of lore to it that you like to go to and see. Yeah. Uh, recommend if, if you yeah, have a it's chance all right. to see an event I think it's there. a little overhyped, but yeah. It is a little overhyped, but yeah. there's something about that mystique. You know? Yeah, for sure. People love to just come in and trash the Knicks, and unfortunately, we couldn't this night. But we want to bring you a little along on our on our journey here. So, we've put together a little compilation of the evening festivities. Hope you enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Uh, hey, sir, is this the uh, Bowl Bowl Train train? Yes, it is. Come on in. Oh, thank you. Have a good. love walking through Grand Central. Been here a ton of times, but it's just always so beautiful. It's a really cool building. 25 and a half. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a half game. What are you feeling about that, James? You've gone over under that. I liked over at 27, but it's, it's so hard to predict because for whatever reason, nobody can stay healthy. So if it's just, if you can guarantee me that the majority of our guys play 66, 70 games, I think it's easy. And I, I think my prediction at the beginning of the season was 33 and 49, which I think would be a good 11 win improvement. And I wouldn't, you know, they might not get that 10th spot for a play-in, but it's going to be, uh, that's something you can point to and say you improved. If the, the goal is a play-in spot, Colts is going to be the reason why we're there. I can't remember what, what our predictions were. We almost iced teeth by <laughs> and not in a rap way. I mean, the, definitely the Paulo Banchero. Uh, but I think just seeing the team grow as a whole. I mean, you know, it's still a lot of young talent on the team to see if they mesh. He's rocking the Dennis Scott today again, <laughs> which he was wearing when we went to the draft. I'm also wearing the same one I was wearing at the draft. It's important to have jersey fashion. Our camera lady is wearing Jalen Suggs tonight. <laughs> and then the Wendell Carter Jr. on over there. Anybody else you want to shout out? You got anything you want to plug? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> you know your own website or podcast? Come on, man. <laughs>
me versus the microphone. <laughs> sort of like the magic versus Mitchell Robinson. It's not going well. <laughs> yeah, it did not go well tonight, Beach. No. Mitchell Robinson looked like an all-star. He did. He didn't do anything spectacular. He was just in the right place at all the right times. So as a big man should be doing big man shit. Big man shit. We don't. We got a lot of length, but as you said, we got Hugger. no hunger. Yeah, and that's what's really important. Am I right? But hey, the ball, ball, train, train was in full effect tonight. They get started when you asked about it. Yep. Well, we, we got, got on, on the right train. We got on the right train. Come here. I'm pleased with what I see there. If I'm looking for a bright spot from today, that's it. The Franz Paulo bringing the ball up today. I'm not really. I want that hot ball. Or missing Marco. Yeah. Well, it's a sad train ride home. But, uh,. We got free popcorn yeah. in the consolation prize, <laughs> and I left the blue stain on my hands. Thanks, New York. That was just a little taste. Hope you enjoyed it. Shout out to James and Matt, who we met up with. It was good hanging out with those guys. And if you're interested, I do have the whole extended cut of those interviews. They're going to be up on the Patreon along with some other things. So just head on over there and get involved. Five bucks a month. You get some exclusive content and, and help out the show. Because, Peach, you had some really hilarious seg segments that I just had to cut out, talking with Matt, especially about college football. And I was like, no, this is a basketball podcast. But it was hilarious. I just had to you know, squeeze it out. But there were some really good lines that I just, I'm sorry, Peach. For me, when I look at our Patreons, the number one thing is the outtakes. Yeah. That's the best part. Yeah. You get to see me get stuck in a coat. Yeah. Um, there's lots of good stuff there. So. Yeah. You, you get to see me start and restart segments about four or five times sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which you is see always me fun. trying to get back into the same exact spot so we yeah. can start again. I mean, what are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? Help us meet these goals. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Now. We are going into a fan favorite, as per our poll, starter, backup, and bench, Peach. Okay. In this segment, we are going to present ourselves with three options within a category, and we must rank them starter, backup, or bench. Starter being what we like the most for that category, bench, which we like the least. Mm -hmm. Peach, are you ready to start for this one? Oh, yeah. First off, all right, most responsible for our slow one in five start. Is it coaching, players, or injuries? Where are you going on this, sir? Um, it might shock you. Okay. But I'm going to go players as the starter here. I think at the end of the day, you have to hold accountable the players that are on the court. Um, and... I'm not like putting a ton of blame on them because they're learning how to play together. So there's learning curve that I'm ready to accept, but I feel like that's the number one thing because if more of these shots are going down, we're in or winning more of these games in this stretch because we were close on a lot of them. Okay. But Makes sense. I'm with so you on that. That's why I would definitely put them number one and number two, I've got to go coaching. Okay. Because I feel like some of the lineups I've seen on the court at some point, are a little whack. All right. Um, and I understand Mosley's just trying to figure out what he's got for a group and who plays well together. And so I get that there's a learning curve there too. So I'm also pretty chill about it. And on the bench, I've got injuries. I'm not going to be that guy that stands here and says, oh, we can't beat this team because, you know, we're missing four rotational players and two potential starters. That's an excuse a lot of teams in the league can use almost every game. There's okay. somebody missing. So I'm not okay. going to put that first. I got to put the onus on the players who are in these games, mm -hmm. except for a few shots. So that's the way I go. 
Well, I'll be that guy then, Peach. <laughs> I will be that guy. My starter is our injuries as most responsible for our slow start. What are you thinking, Peach? Last year, we led the league with 446 man games lost from 17 players. The next closest team was Brooklyn. They, they had 110 less missed man played games. 110 less. And this year, we're already leading the league again with 30 man games lost, leading the second best team, the Grizzlies, tissue. by 11 games. Yes, I'll take a tissue, you bastard. Crying and excuses. Whatever. A usual New England fan <laughs> with their excuses. Not coming with the excuses. It might be an excuse, but it's a legitimate excuse, man. I mean, we're missing that key, validity, key but. guys. Um and and so, you know, that's going to be the biggest reason. I think if we have Markel Foltz and even Gary Harris, not even Jonathan Isaac, um, in our rotation, we're coming out of these first uh, five games, not one and four, but probably more like three and two. Mm. I'm beginning to wonder if the more mythical creature is the unicorn or the Jonathan Isaac playing. <laughs> Didn't Franz Wagner just pass him the other day for most yes, points scored? Yes, yes, <laughs> like this He is reaching, season. like, mythic proportions in, in terms of what we think, you know, and hope he's going to bring to it's, the team. It's like the legend of Loch Ness. Like, yeah. someone saw it a long time ago, and then they just have to tell other people about it. Yeah. It's like, really? They saw a snake a long time ago in the water, and it's grown to be a, a sea monster by now. Uh, yeah, I'll believe when I see it. All right. on my uh, As my backup, I'm having the players. All right. We're shooting like dog shit. Um, that's not – it's not really – no one, it's no one but the players doing that. So I'm going to talk a lot about that later, but they are my backup. And on my bench, Peach, is coaching, all right? I've heard a lot out there, people bemoaning Coach Mosley and saying, what are you doing? I'm, I'm putting the blame on Mose, and I'm not. I'm not ready for that. I hear what you're saying about the rotations, Peach, but I'm thinking about it from his perspective. He probably had a really solid plan moving into the year with his rotations, and they got blew up like two weeks into the season, right? Mar uh, Gary Harris goes down. Markell goes down. Then Moritz catches an ankle at the end of the preseason. Those were three guys that were going to be in his rotations. Now I got to figure it all out again. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I've got three key pieces coming in in Caleb Houston, Bull Bull, who no one saw coming, and I'm sure Moe's probably had a better idea, but maybe didn't know how good he was going to be. And of course, Paulo Bancaro. And did we know how good Paulo Bancaro is going to be? And it's clear right now he is our guy. So maybe we didn't he didn't quite see that so fast. So I'm it's a gargantuan task that we're asking Mosley to do. And what I have seen from Coach Mosley, even though there have been, you know, some times where we scratch our heads with the lineups. I remember we saw like a lineup with Caleb, Bol Bol, Bamba, Chuma, and Ross. What about playing zone for like five or six positions in a row? Yeah, you know, I I I don't love it. You know, and I, I was critical of that move and that lineup, and I was, but maybe Mosley saw something coming with Bowl Bowl that I didn't know, giving putting him in that lineup, and we were talking about where's the scoring going to come from. Maybe it was coming from Bowl, but anyways, I'm not going to be too hard on Coach Mosley. He is trying to lead by example. He's stepping up the intensity on the sideline. I'm not sure if you all have noticed this, but I have hearing screaming on the sideline for pretty much the entire um, game, the last game. Um, not not the the Knicks game. What was the one thereafter? The one that we live streamed. Anyways, Cavs. The Cavs game. He was yelling the entire freaking game. 
I don't know. I don't think he had a voice the next day. But that shows me he's leading by example. He's trying to show these young men what stepping up the intensity looks like, yeah. and it starts with him. The buck stops with him. I still believe in his leadership. Sure. I still think that he can continue to learn the philosophies and create an offense that makes sense uh, and bring these guys together. So he's coaching is on my bench. Okay. What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? What's your starter back in bench for the, what's most responsible for this season's slow start? Is it our coaching, our players, or our injuries? Yeah, it's obviously kind of a negative connotation, but, I mean, they're all part of the team to mm -hmm. a certain degree. I feel like the injury guys, they're not part of the team, so that's why I did mine the way I did. But, okay, you know, we both had legit takes either way, and I, I'm totally fine with him with coaching getting that pass okay, because there's a lot of stuff to work out here. Right. And you made some great right. points about that. So, right. like, I don't blame him. But I think his fire that you hear on the sideline is he's feeling the pressure. To Everyone does. Yep. He doesn't want these new guys on the team to start getting that loss mentality yep. that kind of started to get over our team last year. So he wants to avoid that. And I get that. But it's good that he's picking up that intensity. I love that. Okay, next. This um, is this next starter backup in bench is precipitated by a couple things. And I want to lead it off with a rather timely tweet from Kobe Price, our beat reporter. He's letting us know about um, some of the front office moves that we've been making lately, uh, which involve this starter backup in bench. The Magic have exercised their third-year options on Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, as well as their fourth-year team options on guard Cole Anthony and forward Chuma Okiki. RJ Hampton's KK. fourth year. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Um, RJ Hampton's fourth year option for the 23-24 season wasn't picked up per source, which may have been a little surprising to you. And it kind of leads to this starter back of a bench between the Magic Outcasts, and those are Chuma, Bamba, and RJ, who have rarely seen the floor in this first five games. Peach, how are you ranking them? Well, before I give my take, I'd be interested to see what everyone else's take are in the comments. Because yes. these are the three players that I see the most shade thrown at uh, during the course of the Magic Twitter checkouts. And I get that purpose. So I guess for me, if I'm going starter, I'm actually going with RJ here. I've seen good stuff from RJ this season. That's who you want most minutes for. That's, that's, who you're... that's who I'd want the most minutes from for, yeah. from this from this bunch. Okay. Um I just haven't seen the typical old school RJ stuff. I've seen him improve and yet have seen his numbers or his minutes decline. So I'm mm. confused by that. Yeah. Especially in a time when we're missing guards here at the beginning of the season. I would have expected to see RJ out there a little more than I have. I'm not really sure what that's about. But everything I've seen from him has been either it's not blowing my mind, but it's not bad like it used to be where there's the turnovers and the uh you know what I mean? So like yeah, it's definitely that's that's it for me. And then as the backup, I would go Chuma. And Chuma's still great on defense. He has good, quick hands. Um, he's not getting a lot of calls from uh, officials at this point. Um, his shot is just atrocious and needs work. I don't know what is going on with it, but it, he's open for a lot of threes that he can't hit anymore yeah. at, with any kind of regularity. And it's a shame because he should be the starter of this group in my book, but he can't be because he's just not bringing any offensive noise to the, to the, to the pile. I have Bamba on my bench. I know we saw good things from him last night. As somebody pointed out in the live stream, he has a good game every like sixth game or something like that. And makes you realize, Oh yeah, he's capable of doing this stuff. I'm not having it anymore. I don't need a big 
that's acting like the human torch that only plays well once in a while and heats up. Yeah. I need somebody who's consistent in there. I need somebody who can do big man shit. I need, I need Bo Bowl more than I need Mo Bamba. So Bamba mm. is on my bench. I Okay. You know. Well, we find common ground there. Is. I'll start there on the is. bench because I've got right. Bamba on the bench as right. well. Um, he's the least efficient scorer of this group. All right. He he continues to look lost. And, and maybe that's some of this new role. You know, I, I don't know. Looked lost consistently. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, I'm trying to be nice over here. He's shooting 20% from three, which is supposed to be one of his strengths. 60% at the rim, which I guess you're like, all right, that's considerably more than half the time. But for a big man, that's horrible. Yeah. As a comparison, I talked earlier about how Bowl's shooting 90% at the rim. So to your point about give me those bowl moments over the bomb minutes. NBA players should be shooting a high percentage at the rim. Yeah, so we saw some life last game scoring 19 points but you know i want as you said more big man shit like he he saw we saw a little bit of that he swatted a shot he had an alley-oop oh he posterized mcdaniels in a way that made you realize who is this guy right and and it's just that consistency will this continue you know what we need to do is it possible can we have steve clifford coach every team every opponent that we have this year (laughs) because that might work that might work and that's my only hope for Bamba. On my bench, I had a little variation here. I zigged here. When I, or I zagged? I don't know. Anyways, my my magician hat, my wizard hat's on a little well, too tight. Well, you'd only be zagging if we're talking about Jalen Suggs, but we're not. No, I'm going RJ Hand. <laughs> okay, I got that one because he's a good, he's from Gonzaga. Yeah. <laughs> All right. RJ Hampton is on my bench, piece. And this was tough. I initially had him as my starter, but I thought you might. And I said, you know what? For the benefit of this show, I'm going to switch it up because I've got a good argument for Chuma in just one second. But R.J. Hampton, he's been playing great. He's getting the most steals of anyone in this crew. Um, He's been the most effective and efficient offensive player in this group. He just hasn't been getting that many minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, I guess he's shooting okay from three, 50%. He's one of two. So, (laughs) you know. When stats don't matter. There you go. Sample size. (laughs) He just hasn't had a lot of opportunity, which you said, which is really surprising and troubling and now with this news from kobe price it's making me scratch my wizard head and wonder like what is going on here because we desperately need guard play last year we seemed to put rj in every situation even when we didn't need him there and now when we could use that guard play there's almost a reluctance to do so we're not picking up his option is there something happening here beyond behind the scenes that we're just not aware of, and that's making me curious, Peach. Mm. It's making me curious. So I'm going to keep an eye on that um, narrative as the season continues. And as my charter, as my start starter, I can find Chuma and starter. As my charters, char starter, I have Chuma. He's gotten the most minutes of the three, which seems to indicate that the coach has the most confidence in him. Yes, he is struggling from three, shooting 28.6%. Yuck. When did he make one? I don't know, but so everyone is shooting is struggling from three. So that's not just a yeah, problem with him. True. Of this group, he turns the ball over least, only 4.7% compared to Bamba, which is 14%, RJ 16%. So he's at least not turning the ball over. He's not causing... <laughs> a missed shot still kind of a turnover. That, uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But really why I have him in this as my starter is because I still think he's the most versatile and, and best defender of this group. Um, he's 19th in the NBA in terms of defensive field goal percentage, meaning what his opponents shoot against him. 
So he's still a top tier defender um, in this league. And I just think that that's more valuable than what RJ or Bamba are bringing to the table in terms of at least one skill that we can utilize in a game. I have a take that I was going to call hot, but then I really felt like it's more like the Tostitos mild, okay. which is hot to me. Right. Um, it's not I, a Vermont hot. This is like a Chilean South American hot. I think all three of these guys aren't on our roster for whatever championship run we make eventually. These Oof. are these are just Oof. roster spots that we can fill with a veteran that's going to produce at a higher level more consistently. Yeah. Well, honestly, you know, look, we... At one point, we were trying to trim the roster down, and you kind of knew. You were like, I don't think Devin Kennedy's going to make this team. Yeah. You know, and you hate to say it because yep. you love the guy. But when you're looking at the basketballness of it, and you're looking at guys' overall ratings and who's going to go where and what's going to go what, these are those three guys that, yeah. you know, if we're going to bring in more dudes, some people have to leave. Right. Especially with Bamba's contract, well, it's a little over $10 million right there. That's a really nice contract to move in terms of money to get a guy, a veteran guy. Right. We just got to get someone to watch Mo Bamba play only every sixth game, and then their scout's going to be like, this guy's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Trade for him. <laughs> what do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Did we do okay? Would you have ranked him differently? Are we crazy? Do you think Peach's take is a hot one? Do you think these guys are on the roster moving forward and – into the championship window that we hope will open at some point in our future. And the last starter back in the bench, someone that would have a big deal to do with that championship window if it, in fact, does open soon, which, I don't know, the stars portend such if I'm a wizard and I can see it, they do, is Paulo Bancaro. Mm. So, starter back of the bench, Peach, Paulo's defense, driving, and playmaking. Yeah, it's weird that we've gotten this deep in a show about the Orlando Magic and people are probably like, where's the Paulo time? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, give this man his flowers. And it's like, all right, well, we here will it hear is. a little bit now. But the nice thing is, if I may, before I get into this, the national media is kind of covering that stuff. Oh, yeah. So, hey, that's yep. that's fun, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's nice to get All the noticed. LeBron comparisons. Show so They show some highlights just mm -hmm. so that people are, like, we're aware that this superstar is happening yep. in Orlando. <laughs> They're mattering again. Yeah. Uh, what I'm most impressed with from Paulo is probably the playmaking. Okay. And that's a this is a tough call for me because I'm really in love with his driving. Yeah, I know, man. Damn, I think sounds like we're gonna have the same I, I ranking just here. Like, I mean, the defense is good, but it's not blowing my mind. It's mm -hmm. he's just doing what a guy in his frame should do. Okay. Uh for me, it's the fact that he at 19 is playmaking and kind of like deciding what are we doing on this play? Sometimes he just creates for himself. Sometimes he's looking for the other guys. That's not something I would expect from a regular 19 year old. So that's what tells you that he's really special and his ability to then playmake for himself and drive to the basket, the way he uses that frame and mm -hmm. spaces and can get shots up. And man, is he getting to the foul line at an insane rate? Woo! Like, I think he was fourth in the league at, like, free throw attempts. He's six right now. He's behind Luka, Giannis, KD, Tatum, right. and Embiid for some reason. Your regular list of guys who make a living at the line, and he's getting there. So that is yeah. huge, huge, huge. But I kind of knew he had that ability, and that's the only reason I'm putting it as the backup on this one. Okay. Because I saw that in college when he would do it and was like, oh, this is a part of his game that's nice. Yeah. Playmaking. I didn't quite see as much, and so I'm loving that. Let me jump in with you. Can I jump in? We'll do yeah, this one I mean, a little I'm differently. Yeah, my, 
I'm, I'm well. I'm agreeing with you. Playmaking is my starter. Yeah. So I just I'll, I'll add some numbers here. Oh. <laughs> so you could take a nap. He's quickly become our best player. I think our core player. He's assisting Peach on 20% of his teammates' made shots, and it could be more if people would make some freaking shots. I'm okay. Absolutely. I'm okay. He would have had a triple double in the game the other night. I if know. Guys were hitting. I know. Um, and and that assist ratio, that assist percentage, 20%, that's third in the league. That's behind Jimmy Butler and DeMar DeRozan. And it's ahead of guys like Paul George, Jason Tatum. Um, he's 12th in the league in points per game among forwards as a rookie. So that's pretty impressive when you consider that many and most of the top scorers in the league are now considered like forward guys. Like Luca, Tatum, all those types of guys—they're all these like wing players. So I don't know. I consider his points for game kind of in his playmaking is making a play for himself and for others. He has the ability to do both, which is just amazing. Yes, and I think puts him into that superstar type of caliber. Well, um, I'll agree. I think the next point you're about to make is mm -hmm. what really puts him in the superstar caliber because there are tons of guys that can come in this league and distribute. Right, and some of them can also score. Yes, but can they defend? Right. Right, so I agree with you. Driving is on my is my backup for the same reasons that you already talked about them and I did too. My bench is defense. That's where my bench is. I did ha you know, I had to had to make a decision here. Something's got to be third. And something's got to be third and everyone was maligning this guy that he can't defend a freaking cone, you know. I couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag, but he's pretty damn good. He's a pretty damn good defender. Right now, he's 37th in the entire NBA in terms of his defensive field goal percentage, what his opponents are shooting when he is the primary defender. There's 450 guys in the league, right? That's 30 times 15 roster spots. 450, he's 37th. That's like top 8% in the entire NBA as a rookie defender. Right. And he's been guarding guys like... Tatum, Cade Cunningham, I mean, Gordon Hayward to a slightly lesser extent. Like, wow, that's the best I have. These, like, very <laughs> capable wing players. Yeah. Um, and he's doing a damn good job against them. Agreed. So it's hard to put that on the bench, but in this, yeah, to me, it wasn't really surprising. So yeah. that is just kind of, I was asked to frame it in a, what is your things that you're impressed by? And I'm impressed by the defense, but I'm not shocked by it. So. It's tough to poke a hole in this guy's game right now i guess if i had to nitpick his efficiency still isn't there you know he's kind of taking some of those iso shots that it's like eh, maybe could have made a pass there instead and his three-point shooting hasn't come around although he did two out of four last night yep. he's had a couple games where he's gone over um and one game where he didn't even shoot one when i needed to just make one for my freaking parlay um <laughs> i'm okay no i'm okay but what do you think, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, obviously, we're ecstatic. We've got to be. We have, I think, a guy. We have a guy that we can see as a superstar who we can build a team around. Where a team is almost already built around him, and we can just add a few more pieces and have a really complete squad. What do you think here? Would you have ranked it the same between his playmaking, driving, and defense? What's your starter backup and bench for Paulo? How you feeling about our new rookie? You think he can make an all-star game in his rookie year? I think it's possible with the numbers that he's putting up right now. And honestly, anyone can make the all-star game because they allow the fans to vote. Yeah. Well, that's part of it. That's only part of the deliberation. Yeah, right. But, but if he makes like the top, the starting lineup, I mean, like, honestly, if, if you don't quite make the starting lineup, but a lot of fans voted for you. 
Yeah. They still pop you in. And I think he, he's very popular amongst just general NBA people are really kind of yeah, seeing sure. how excellent he is. Yeah, I don't think he's upset anybody at this point. And I think people are like, oh, mm-hmm. LeBron's old. We need a new one. Yeah. Your stats are doing what his did as a yeah. rookie. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's, you know, his. The names I mentioned amongst the guys he's in, those are all all-stars. Right. Like, so. Yeah, it's it's like he's a possibility to yeah. wear the crown. Yeah. And so people are like, all right, well, let's take a look here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good because you don't want to be one of those guys who's like, I don't want to give him the crown. Yeah. I don't like this guy. Yeah. So. People, yeah, we don't want, he, no one's throwing shade at him. Nope. And no one hates the magic, really, because we just kind of toil. In the, in the, we've been hanging out. Yeah, just hanging out. And, and so. No people, longer. People can easily get behind it. We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's our turn now, Peach. We just talked about. How people are throwing some, putting some sunshine onto our beloved Paulo Bancaro. Oh. And no one's really thrown any shade on him, which is a good thing. Yeah. So now it's our turn to cast a little sunshine and throw a little shade mm. in sunshine and shade, Peach. Are we going to do sunshine, both of our sunshines, and okay. then shade it up? Or what, what's, what's your. Yeah, what's I don't know. Attack? Yeah. Or should we do the shade first and then brighten it up? Let's go that way. Okay. All right. All right, Peach. Up so who are you. Putting some shade on, Peach. I'd like to put some shade on the Cleveland Cavaliers in Arena Entertainment. One of the joys of the NBA package that we get, that we get to watch, is we get to see all the stuff that goes on in the arena in between. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. We like that stuff. I love it when our when our squad does it. I love DJ yeah. D-Strong and Corey. Yeah, the fan stuff. cam. I love all that stuff. The fan cam. I like to see what other teams are doing. Yeah. What, what are they doing for fun? The Cleveland in arena entertainment was just so poor from game beginning to end. I never really even saw their dance squad. So yeah. they couldn't get Whoa. into the championship because the only dance squad I saw was their was their golden oldies. Yeah. Which by the way, I, I like it when the old folks go. And some of yeah. the people on their squad got moves. They had some moves. Yeah. All right. But like that's like a ha, that was fun. And then yeah. like, you know, better stuff later or right. different stuff or give me some variety. Never came. Unbelievable. It was just <laughs> weird, man. Like they didn't they weren't doing anything in there. If I'm a Cavs fan and 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 obviously the team is decent and good yeah, and very should be a top Eastern Conference team. They're number one, I think. Because right they now. are not going for the <laughs> for the entertainment in between. Like they're just not even trying. It's like it's, the dance team was on strike that night or something. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. But like <laughs> if we play in Cleveland again, maybe they'll get a shot at the belt. But in this one, it was almost like, you know. The Hawks continued to keep the belt because of a disqualification. Like they didn't even <laughs> show up to the ring. <laughs> so to me, that's a miss. Uh, they they didn't do as as much fun things with giving out T-shirts and like getting the crowd hyped. They yeah. seemed very lame. And I don't know if you know maybe they're missing some people. Maybe the the injury bug is hit there. Yeah, they're dead. Yeah, I, I don't know. But for me. You got to put in a little bit more effort. These fans pay a lot of money to go to these games. Yeah. You got to entertain your home fans. Put something on at halftime. Get some guy balancing stuff or people shooting half court shots for hundreds of dollars and stuff and do some fun stuff. And I just, it was a stinker all game from the Cleveland Cavaliers. So if you're going to watch the magic on the road, don't do it in Cleveland. It does not rock. Keep it shady, my friend. Some more shade. Bring in the clouds. I'm not going to be quite as creative as you, Peach. I'm going to throw some shade on our shooting, okay? 
Here comes stats. It's the low-hanging fruit, ladies and gentlemen, but I have to, okay? I can't let a slide on it. We're 29th of 30 in the league from three. It's 29% from three. Only, and this is the only maybe sunshine in this, the Lakers are worse, okay? That's that's the only silver lining I have, and that's, that's good. Um, it bleeds into our offense, obviously. Our offense is ranked 28th in the league. And, you know, these games... Mm that were being are being decided by these misses from three. We mentioned it as a show. You mentioned it in what I learned. The loss to the Hawks by 10 seems bad, but we went eight for 34 from three. Yeah. Eight for 34. So it's like that game really, we were in it in the end until kind of the very end of the fourth quarter. And if we would have made a couple threes, yeah. that's a two-point game at Ports. That's a four-point game. We're right there. Same thing with New York. The The final score was 13, but we were in it. We were down by six in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. That was a pretty close game. Seven for 35. Right. 20% from three. I, I a few know. more shots falling, and we win that game. Yep. It's, it's really bad. Um, it's been the woe, and it's not like the defenses we're playing against are freaking world movers, all right? Um, well, Celtics. We were missing. That's true. Um, we've been missing a lot of open shots. And it's just troubling, and it needs to get the clouds. All right, Peach. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think anybody doesn't realize that that's a problem at this no. point. We need that shooting, and it does stink to think that we sent perhaps one of our best shooters <laughs> to not make the team in yeah. Kennedy. But the honestly, only team if they're not going to give RJ minutes, then maybe they they wouldn't have minutes for him either. To be yeah. honest, yeah. I mean, I think they want Caleb Houston to fill that role, and yeah, he may. Sure, he may. He's he's still shooting decently, but. Not good because no one's shooting well. As well. No one is shooting well. All right. I'm just I'm rubbing my brow because I'm just so upset right now, Peach. So I need I need some sunshine, Peach. Come on. You need shine? Okay. I need some. You know what sunshine's good for? Yeah. It's good for flowers. Oh, for yes. And that's what we've seen here a lot, right? Yeah. Like the problem with growing is is that growing it takes time. It does. You can't just put the miracle grow in there and turn around two days later and see a full flower in bloom. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes a while. You're right. The roots gotta grow in the soil. The mm. soil's gotta be good. Gotta love be moist. the extended metaphor. Love a yeah. moist soil. <laughs> then you gotta have a stem come up. You're gonna have some yeah. things come off. Oh yeah, leaves. Things gonna stop at the and then it's gonna get a little sun. It's gonna bloom. Oh, bloom. We're, we're not at that bloom point. Okay. We don't have that flower up there to the point where it's ready to bloom. Where out are, there are we working on stock yet? Where we got are a we? Stem. A we stem got is a slight stem out of the dirt. Okay, and it's headed for the for the sun. For the sun. Okay, <laughs> and I think it's important that everyone take that mindset. As I've said several times on this show and every live stream, and I will continue to say this until you guys all get it through your skull, that like you got to relax. You got to understand that this is a process, and it takes time. You're not just going to get a flower the day after you put dirt in a pot. You know, it takes some time to grow. And these are what they call growing pains, mm. right? Not just a popular TV show from the 80s. <laughs> it's an actual saying, growing pains. But the fact is, growing is the first word there. Yeah. So growing. you got to see that there's been positivity and better yeah. raining all down on our team. Yes. And it this is, is getting that soil wet yep. that will make the flower go. So yeah. you got to look at that positive, everybody. In a couple of years from now, there'll be a flower up there that you'll be like, oh, look at this flower. It's almost ready this to go. This is a very strong flower. You know? And this is part of it. So don't get down about losing five games in a row. I'm sure there's going to be another one of those streaks in this in this season where we mm -hmm. lose five games in a row. 
that's just a fact. So yep. get it through, be ready to accept and move forward. As long as we're taking steps forward and yep. not going backwards, we're going to have a nice flower in a few years. Well, I, I so think I, I think that uh, Magic fans are are seeing that. They think they're they're appreciating Peach's message of temperance. <laughs> they're listening. And they're seeing because I want to throw some sunshine on you all out there, Orlando Magic fans, particularly you down in the Orlando area who are showing up to these games right now. Yes, give it, clap it up. Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be joining you down there in February. More to come about that. But Magic right now, Peach, we're 10th in the league for attendance. For a small, as we say, a small market team that people always insult as kind of only two home games being outside <laughs> of nowhere. Yeah, but but we're there, still. and we're still we're ahead of teams like the Lakers, and they've had home games, and the Bulls who are in Chicago, and the Clippers who are also in L.A. Yep. So Ticket prices might be a factor there. Yeah. Well, whatever. I don't care what the factor <laughs> is. People are showing up. And that's what I that's yeah. what I love and that's what I see. And we're able to see it here. We're in Connecticut. We're watching on the NBA package. We're getting the Bally Sports feed. And we are seeing it and hearing you in the arena. And we're just the players are clearly feeding off it. I know there's been some negative body language from them at times early on, but I think that's because they know they're letting us down. And they don't want to see it anymore. These guys don't want to lose, yes, for themselves because they're competitors, but they're trying to get a win for us, for the fan base, for the city. So, Orlando Magic fans, salute to you. That is your sunshine. You're awesome. Keep it up. Yeah, it's it's excellent to see that. I know when we watch those things every once in a while, well, the other day we saw the Valley Sports. If you buy one ticket, Valley oh Sports will God, buy your yes. other ticket. And we're like, oh, oh Fuck, man. we need to move to Orlando oh, right man. now. Like, you can just get one ticket. You get two tickets for the price of one? Like, what? Come on. Yeah, you like guys gotta four get home there. games for 45 bucks. Let's go. We Let's... paid 130 to go to the one game in the Mad Madison Square. Right. So I'm, I'm glad to see that people are taking advantage of the opportunity to get Hell there. Yeah. And see this team as they start to grow because it'll be more fun yeah. when they win yeah all right so um moving on now into some other well peach is winning and i'm not i'm losing the court cousins championship and now peach if i can do it without knocking down the whole set Ooh. i'm gonna pass look out this like i'm going like to present it to you right now well you don't present it to me i didn't win oh there's two we go oh every round yeah. Oh, that's uh, right. Haha, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, I got to win. It's staying week. over here. I'm, it's staying I'm, over here. I'm up, but Okay, that's right. It's not over. We do two rounds. It's it's every month. That's right. The belt passes. Okay. Oh, you're staying here, baby. Don't worry how the show works. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the only the only bet I lost from last show is the one that I wanted to lose the most. Yep. Uh, and it's about the bowl patrol. I set that average for him for games for at five points and three rebounds. Yep. And that's lower than I would have liked to have set it because he averaged 9.8 and 5.8. So essentially 10 and six, mm -hmm. I probably would have gone with like eight and five, mm -hmm. but I knew you, I wasn't feeling desperate that to take the, time, the under yeah. and I wasn't really 100% sure, but I'm so glad that he got the over. I set that lower to try to bait you in and it worked. It yeah. worked in your favor. Yeah, it did. 
And then T. Ross, I set the line of points just too high, 14 and a half. Peach takes the win. Ross had, he tried a violent effort with that 29 point game. I thought that, that was, was going to be enough to cement his it. Saving grace yeah, as but far as getting this. Up an there. average of 13.6 doesn't meet that. We did a throwback to last season. We had Franz versus WCJ. I took Franz just to stay consistent, and you took WCJ. And Franz came up a little short by just close, two points, man. man. Close. Two points. Maybe I should do a recount on that. I'll have to check that yeah, out. The, you know, the, some of the Magic fans too we're giving a little bit of shade to wcj like oh he's yeah. not playing as well as we thought and stuff like that well here he was two better in the pra than than your boyfriend so. yeah so he's, he's doing he's doing well enough he's ladies and gentlemen and still not he's still got room to go oh yeah yeah and then we took bank carroll free throw attempts i set this one too low clearly i said six free throw attempts which i thought was decent and he's been averaging nine peach took the over and won that one so right now we're sitting at peach has three i have one I need to at least get three wins in this next round to keep the belt, to retain the belt, or sweep, and then I obviously keep it. But if Peach wins two, the belt goes to him. You ready? I'm ready to have the belt back, yes. All right, so well, let's see. Ready to go with it's a been a while. set of bets. Here we go. Every, every episode, four bets, total of eight bets a month to decide for this puppy. What's the first bet you have for me, Peach? Well, first off, the games in this set are going to be at Dallas, at Oklahoma okay. City. And then at home for Golden State, Sacramento, Houston, and Dallas. So some good teams in there, but also some winnable games. Going to start with uh, a bet here on the man that just was the last bet of the last one. Paulo mm -hmm. has not yet put up a 30-point game. Okay, just, interesting just question. Just missed it, right? Yep, yep, yep. And so in the next set of these six games, <sighs> will Paulo yeah. put up a 30-point game in there? That's all I have to say, I'm yes gonna, or no? I'm going to go with, I'm going to set this at 1.5. Okay. So I'm giving him one. Is I'm, he going to get two? I'm going to go under. I think he's going to get one. One, okay. I don't think there will be two, only because, as we talked about in Starter Back of the Bench, he's such a good facilitator and he's looking to get others involved. Um, although, I don't know, man. I mean, he easily could have had it last game if we didn't bench him. And it, these games are going to be closer. I mean, Dallas, Golden State, those games are going to be close. Yep. Sacramento's a decent team now. Houston, OKC could be blowouts, but um, there, yeah, there's. I don't, I don't love it, but I'm going to take it under just because we haven't seen it yet. So for me to say sure. in two of the next six, right. that would just be going against all the math. When I originally came up with the concept, he had one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And that's I later fair. went back and took it. I mean, away. he did almost. But I was gonna stick with the one point five because there's six games and I've seen improvement from him. So yeah, no, that makes sense. And I kind of hope I lose that one, but I hope then I win these next three. So the next one, Peach. I know you love big man shit. Love so it. this one is some big man shit for you. WCJ currently averaging nine point two rebounds per game. That's off his average from last year, where he got ten point five. In the next six, will he go over under ten per game? This is tough because I, I think with Bull Bull in there, he's been getting some of those boards. True. And there's definitely been a concerned effort from Paulo's rebounding. to rebound and, yep. and Paulo as well. So it's tough to say he's going to get the over, but you know I hate to take the under on our guys. Yeah, I know. It's uh, tough to do. But 10.5 feels pretty high to me Okay. because I feel like he's good for about 10 a game, sometimes yeah. gets 11, but also sometimes puts an 8 or 9. So I'm yep. just going to go math-wise. Math I have to again. take the under here. Okay. Sorry, WCJ. I hope you prove me wrong, but I'm trying right. to take home the belt here, so All I'm right. going under. That's fair. All right, so now I talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have us get on the bull, bull train train again. Let's go. 
All aboard the bull bull train train. Does it continue to chug? Does it continue to be just a plethora of goodness? Yes. Barreling down the tracks and swatting shots and being just just galloping down the court. He's averaging 9.8 points and 5.8 rebounds. Mm -hmm. Does Bull do better than 10 and 6 in the next stretch of games? I am going to I'm going to just get all aboard, Peach. He's doing it. I'm getting all aboard. I know you're you're making me reach here and I was a a, a bull doubter a little bit. I was a bull bull doubter doubter a little bit. But now I think with I mean as many injured guards as we have and we saw Point Bull last game, he's going to be getting more minutes. I think 10 and 6 is very doable. Um so yeah, I'm going to say over on this one. Okay. Last, but certainly not least, the Wunderkind, Franz Wagner. He has been a little quiet so far this year through six. He's averaging 15.8 points per game. Yeah. I'm going to go over under Peach, 16 and a half points per game for Franz in the next six. Mm. What so, are you saying? Well, I'd like to applaud you in your line. Thank you, sir. Um, because I feel like if you just gave me what he's averaging the first six, Right, you made Probably it to take over. Take the over. Right, making so you think you about it. Sixteen, but sixteen and a half. It makes you think. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look at who we're playing, and I see Dallas is in there twice. I know he's going to be going hard on defense. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that takes him out of his offensive game, and I think he's kind of becoming a little bit more of a facilitator. It doesn't seem like he's looking for his shot as much. Okay. I can't take the under on two of our players, so I'm taking the over. All right. This is a pure damn bet here. I can't take. I was up. trying to lure you into the under it. on that. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, he's starting to. He's getting more comfy. More comfy. Yeah. With, with him and Paulo, they're working off each other better. He goes so hard on D that he yep. uses a lot of his, his effort there, and he is becoming more of a playmaker. But I think he's kind of realizing that, oh, it's up to me and Paulo to kind of be our score, main scorers. Yeah. Especially if Cole is out. So, like, someone's got to put points in. I got to believe he's going to get at least 17, 18 in the next six games because someone's going to need to help Paulo fill it up. Okay. So I'm taking the over. All right. We'll see what happens. All right. So that's a wrap on round two of the Court Cousins Championship. Stick around. We'll see who wins that. And also make sure you stay to the end of the show because we're going to give away those instructions for our prize pack giveaway and of course the large ending you can't miss that we want to shout out again all of our all-stars and second cousins on patreon thank you rafael perez breadhead wally akbar al bernie piche matthew bell dan young gloria and damien yadi connor and the polish wonder thanks so much if you can ladies and gentlemen if you've got five bucks a month head on over to patreon sign up there we've got a lot of exclusive content up already stuff that you can check out and more that we want to do. We've got some goals posted that we're really trying to reach and your financial support helps us to get there quicker, helps us to improve the show. So thanks so much for just being a part of this. Going to throw on a plug I didn't think you, you're, I don't think you're going to see coming. Okay. If you're into F1 racing, we've mentioned it a few times during uh-huh. the large ending. We uh, opened up a box of the Tops F1 cards. I yep. know nothing about F1 racing. There's plenty of jokes in there. And he pulled and, a one of five. And we pulled, pulled a freaking one of five. great cards. Yeah. So check out Card Cousins uh, and check that sucker out. Yeah. And, you know. Always thank you for liking, subscribing, and watching. Or just, you know, leaving this on as you leave the house for the workday, just playing our channel in the background. (laughs) Keeping the animals company, you know? It all helps. (laughs) All right, it's time, Peach. Hit the music!
Let's go into the large ending. Kanye's school, Donda Academy, is closing down as long, along with his life, um, leaving the basketball team in limbo. Jalen Brown has stepped in to say he'll sponsor any basketball tournament that hosts these young men. Are you changing your attitude now on Jalen Brown for playing in D Brown's uh, number and having a same last name, Peach? No, still a silly move, but <laughs> as a man, this is a great move. Yes. Uh, someone was going to do it. Yeah. It just happens to be Jalen Brown. So well this, done, sir. In this well case, done. I like that he's doing it, but it's got a little bit of a Christopher Columbus vibe. Someone would have ran into this rock at some point. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your favorite nickname for an NBA player of all time? There's well, a lot of good ones out there. There's a lot of good but, ones. But I love favorite? Skip to My Lou, but that's not really, that, that happened before the NBA. Sure. I like Minister of Defense for Jonathan Isaac. David Steele coined that one. That's probably my favorite one on the team. But I'm going to have to go with a little throwback. Robert Trailer. He was a mountain of a man. He was. Drafted six overall and then traded for Dirk Nowitzki. Poor the move. nickname tractor trailer yeah doesn't get much better than that matching like it's like fridge or bus-esque mm -hmm. you know the bus like it's it's perfect for how big a man that man was fair enough yeah fair enough. so peach today I diesel oh, oh i'm sorry Shaq. you like Shaq diesel also also in the the vehicle world okay yeah that makes sense <laughs> so today peach you're going to the zoo what's your favorite animal and why Ooh, this is a tough one uh i'm and these guys want me to say dragon. Yeah. As far as animals I'm actually going to see at the zoo. Yeah. I'm going with dragon. The bearded dragon's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your go-to bevy when you need a boost? I know you're not a coffee guy. I, don't I really don't energy. drink it much. Energy. What do you go? But I did have a little bit of a little decaf coffee today. Oh, okay. I can only do the decaf. If I, if I do the coffee, I'm lying on the ground taking meditation breaths. My heart's going to pop out of my chest. I feel like I'm on cocaine or so something. No energy beverages for you whatsoever? No. Nope. Not at all. Interesting. All right, Peach. I, as I was setting this up, I see all this hat. You have a box of hats. You have more hats than any human I've ever seen. I know. Do you I'm think you could hat. pick them all out of a lineup? Yeah. Do you have a story with each and every one of them? Not necessarily a story with everyone, okay. but I could probably tell you why I bought everyone or where it came from. What's the most recent one you bought and why? Ooh. Um, I don't know. It's been a while since I bought a hat. Which is good because you have a thousand of them. Yeah. Actually, the, the or orange Orlando Magic hat, that might be one of the last ones I got, which was basically just to match all of our orange stuff. And when we, that was from when we went down last year. Yeah, so that has a sentimental memory right there. Okay. That's very nice. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Halloween is here, and uh, obviously, what what have we got here? What, what are you dressing? What are you dressing up as? Is what I was going to ask you, but you, you came to the show. I came so. to the show. Yeah, I, mean, I beat Howard, you to the punch. I'm getting no credit for dressing up in full uniform as Dwight Howard. I'm, I'm, I'm Dwight Howard. Uh, <laughs> and I'm Kyle the Red, throwing a little homage to Lord of the Rings. I'm a wizard, Peach. Mm -hmm. I've had this costume for about. Um, Probably 10 years now. Okay. I bought it in college going to a renaissance fair, and I've just had it ever since. And anytime I'm in a pickle, this is my shtoom. I just throw sure. this puppy on, and it works. Makes sense. Yeah. Also, also another question I was going to ask you is if you're a renaissance or renaissance. Okay. And you answered it already. Yeah. No, I'm into it. I've already gone to a renaissance. renaissance. I had a turkey leg and drank some mead. Mm. So I did it. Fall, I did it, you know? <laughs> We're getting ready Stick for the winter. Pumpkin spice and smoke it. <laughs> I enjoy nutmeg and cinnamon. Well, I enjoy nutmeg and cinnamon. I've really enjoyed doing this show with you, Peach. Hope you got some yucks out there. That's all for us, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. Peace.